Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. There we go. Slightly new intro. <laughs> Slightly quieter. Emily, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I hope that intro was good. It was good. I hope it had the same energy, but it was easier for you. Yeah. Emily, what's this show about? Uh, Matt, I'm going to tell you what the show is about. This show is about friendship and tea. Um, this tea, this show <laughs> is hosted by me and Matt. And Hello. we discuss our favorite teas. Sometimes with our friends. Sometimes with not our friends. Sometimes with just us. <laughs> what was that word? <laughs> just us. I think it was the, your attempt at sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, I learned I say coupon weird today coupon um coupon it's coupon <laughs> anyways um we we talk about topics that we're interested in we drink tea that we're interested in and you know what we become better friends for it mm-hmm. bring our friends on etc cetera, etc cetera. let's bring our friend on right now <laughs> we have a guest comedian friend today tea drinker please welcome to the podcast lauren magnuson hi hello well Woo. Welcome to me. <laughs> Thank you for That's having it. me. <laughs> welcome to me. Um, wish more I started would saying welcome because I, I don't know, it just came out and then I realized like I am the, I am the guest. <laughs> you could name your podcast Welcome to Me. <laughs> welcome to me with Lauren Magnuson. <laughs> just me. Um, I'm willing to produce, but we'll get onto Ooh. cost for that later. <laughs> yeah, let's talk offline. <laughs> uh welcome thank you um so Excited i to be here i get i get the rumor i heard the rumor mm. that you've never been on a podcast before i've never been on a podcast before i'm so pumped welcome i feel like i would be i will be and could be and will be a very good podcast guest like you're, i think that this is the start of a long career you're yeah. already great thank you yeah thank gold you. star from us you welcomed people to you <laughs> first step like see i'm already ready to be a podcast host i'm already mm-hmm. saying welcome yeah. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, it's my first podcast. I'm very impressed at how professional this setup is. I feel so taken care of. Mm. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah, to make yeah. this it's like experience. comfortable and professional, which is hard to do. Yeah. Wow. You guys, high, if you're listening, you're listening to a very well produced podcast. <laughs> wow, we should make business cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> comfortable and professional. <laughs> yeah. That's like our business card to hand to potential guests. Like <laughs> it, it just talks about how warm and comforting comforting we are <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well welcome thanks <laughs> lauren and i were recently in a improv class together yep and i saw you at the hot chicks bar at the former ucb east and i was like matt that's a girl in my class and he's like oh i know her mm-hmm. yeah long time yeah matt and i were on our first indie team together yeah back in boston big gulp big gulp gulp it up <sighs> we oh this is great i'm so glad because now i can finally on our like tbd has an instagram uh-huh. and i can i finally have a reason to post our like old team photo on the instagram oh, be like, oh man i looked at that recently i i have never <laughs> i've i've i mean we did like the team and like laura did a very good job with that photo yeah. and i just like have never liked the way that i ended up in that photo because mm. i have for on the day we took that photo i had forgotten we were taking it so i got a text from you guys at home where are you and because Boston's so small, I was able to get over there pretty quick, but I like hadn't showered or put on any makeup and like I didn't put any thought into what I was wearing and I just like 
mean, whatever. It doesn't matter how you look. Like, you always look kind of... You, like, the yeah. only person who knows that you look different than you wanted to is you. But, yeah, um, yeah go ahead and post that photo, Matt. You know what? <laughs> I think you look great in it. And I think it's a great photo. It, is, it actually is a great photo. <laughs> like, the, the effects were very fun. Yeah. You guys will see if you check out the Instagram what Which I'm talking about. You yeah. definitely should. And also our twitter and facebook page yeah sure plug those i'll probably only post it on uh, instagram but uh i'm just saying they should check out all of them yeah yeah this is uh yeah this we only have just scraped the surface with people i know from boston who now live in new york i was like you're the only the second of second guest which fall uh, falls into that category <laughs> there's a lot of us i you know what i know that there's been a quite an exodus yeah basically everyone moved to yeah <laughs> new york <laughs> which is a whole other podcast topic mm-hmm. as to why that might be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> and, oh, is, it, a classic is it because TBD the Yankees pause. are so good at baseball? Sorry. Honestly, yeah, I couldn't be away from them any longer. Um, <laughs> never mind the fact that I have tons of Red Sox gear. Yeah, I truly don't care about the Yankees. I just wanted to say that to bother Matt. <laughs> mm. I, you know, whatever. I troll. I troll Yankees fans enough. <laughs> um. No, we all just moved here, and um, it took me a while you to start. You were here way before I was. I was. I've been here for almost five years. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, were I you, moved here what, two years ago. Two years. Uh, and I, I say two years, but it's not quite two years, because I first started subletting, meaning like sleeping here more than just at like hotels and Airbnbs and friends' couches, in May two years ago, so... It's almost two years. But even then, it wasn't like a real move. My real like lease that I first like was like, okay, I live here now, was August. So it's been like a year and a half. A year and a half. Ish. Ish. We'll count it. Yeah. I mean, it's New York, so time just feels like forever anyway. So. And also, like moves <laughs> to New York are rarely on a day, although yours was, I remember. It was on a day, although uh, also not on a day. Because <laughs> I, I came down here by myself. And, and like got keys and drove a car and i moved a carload of stuff into my apartment here before my big move yeah 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 that's what i did <laughs> and then i haven't moved since because i hate moving so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh mine's not mine's actually not fully five years either i moved here in august as well so is that because years. in um boston all the move-ins are on like september 1st well, in Boston, it's true. Most leases start September first. It's a crazy town to, to like rent an apartment in. Um, I don't know if that's why Matt moved in August. I moved in August because that's when I found my first apartment here. Okay. Yeah, mine was because of the August yeah. or like September first, like cutoffs of everywhere. Yeah, because <laughs> I just I moved I uh, moved after college, and it was like for I moved from a dorm to living in an apartment <laughs> so i was stuck on that like school schedule mm-hmm. I, I don't know i guess i'm surprised that isn't true more generally for everyone like why isn't the whole world stuck on that like everyone who's ever gone to school should just be stuck on a school schedule right <laughs> even if you came out of high school right you're still like i don't know i don't know i don't know moving on <laughs> yeah I don't know. moving yes moving on um, to, hmm? That's all. I was going to say, I saw my niece this morning and it made me very happy and I just wanted to tell everyone that. Nieces are great. Oh, they're the best. I have a few. I have two. I have two as well. And I, a nephew. I have zero. 
Niece count done. <laughs> yes, we checked that off. My niece is on a high school field trip to New York right now. And I've joined her for lunch. Shout out. I told her that we were recording this podcast today and that I would shout her out. So I did it. Oh. Did it. Mission accomplished. Hey, niece. Hi, Carly. I love you. Carly. Hey, Carly. Carly. I, you weren't saying her name, so I was like, am I supposed to? <laughs> We've said her name before. Our corrections corner is kind of named after her. Yeah. I have a cousin named Carly. Um, I went to high school with someone named Carly. <laughs> There's a Carly count. <laughs> we got the niece count. We uh, got the Carly count. There's a girl at my work named Carly. Um, I haven't met a Carly in a long time, I don't think. I think I've invo- inventoried all my Carlys. That's it. That's all I know. I feel like it's um, I feel like it's a popular name, but I just don't know that many. Carly oh. Ray Jepsen. Yeah. And I don't know her at all. <laughs> I mean, I know who she is. We never met. Uh, hey i just met you and this is crazy okay we can move on this is crazy i've just met you hi carly (laughs) all right let's talk about this tea okay all right we got Uh, some tea i have to sing the song oh there's a song there's a song (laughs) sorry Sorry. go ahead tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk emily what's the tea oh this tea is from it's another danish tea does everyone know that we're drinking tea is everyone a regular listener? Um, I think mm. they do not. Like, yeah. what if this is the first episode they're listening to? Hey, guys, we're drinking tea together. We are. We are. Um, we sometimes. I didn't do a great job explaining the podcast up top, <laughs> except for that w- there was tea involved. Um, sure. Sometimes we go a little harder into that. <laughs> sure. I like to say the phrase that just picture us drinking tea the entire time. Oh yeah. No matter what we say, we are absolutely drinking tea. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Tanta Tea's Prickly Pear Green Tea. And this is another one of those Danish teas. When you say another one of those Danish teas. Yeah. From Emily's trip. Uh, oh, you took a trip to Denmark? To mm-hmm. uh, Scandinavia, yeah. generally. Um, oh, cool. A, th- a little summer. Did you go to like all the Scandinavian countries? No, I only went to um, Norway, Denmark, and uh, Sweden. Stockholm, Copenhagen. That's most of Bergen. them. Is that, yeah. Except but for I, Finland, I guess. I didn't go to Finland and I didn't Finland go. Finland is like half Scandinavian. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't go to like Oslo and Norway and there's like lots of other cities I could have gone to. I see. But. You didn't go to all the cities. I didn't go to all the countries. cities. Right. And I think I also sometimes when people do a Scandinavia trip, they do Iceland as part of it. But oh it's yeah. Technical. I guess you could call that Scandinavia, right? Yeah. They have puffins. I really yeah. want to see some puffins. I've never Googled like what is officially Scandinavia. I just feel like Iceland and Finland are like not official, but that's a total, I'm pulling that out of my ass. <laughs> What's pull- the profanity role in this podcast? It's Swear as much as you want. Yeah. Rated E for explicit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to catchphrase of mine, I haven't said in a while. But, <laughs> um, but anyways, this organic prickly pear is a, is, I'm going to tell you the description. China and the Himalayan Heights meet the Nordic Pear Gardens in this mild and slightly sweet green tea. The small pieces of dried pear provide perfect counterpoint to the light bitterness of the green tea. So the the pears are from um, Norway. Is it prickly pear or pear? Prickly pear. Okay. Because I associate prickly pear with like a cactus. I agree. I will say um, it says these are the... The ingredients are green tea, uh-huh. pear pieces, natural aroma, mar- and marigold. I can't say for certain. It sounds like prickly pear is like a is like a branding thing, and that it's I not think it prickly. Is. I yeah. would agree with that. I bet people in Nor- Denmark pear. have never seen a prickly pear. 
I would 100% agree with that. I think they're just, I think it's just fun to say. (laughs) I think I do think it's just a a fun thing to say. And it is fun. So I give them credit. It is fun. And you know what? I like the tea. Yeah. Um, I don't like black tea, which I didn't tell you guys ahead of time, but I'm so glad you didn't make one, but I do love green and herbal and rooibos and all the other kinds. Mm -hmm. And this is, and I think a big reason why I don't like black tea is because it's very bitter. And this green tea is like very mild and sweet with the pear. I like it. Yes. Um, I have had this tea before. I'll tell you that right now Um, because I have it in my apartment. But um, it is, I don't love green tea. I think they're a little grassy sometimes, but I do like this one. Mm -hmm. It has a nice light sweetness. It's not too overpowering. It doesn't taste like grass too much. And yeah, I like the... I don't know if I taste pear. I was just going to ask, do you guys taste like... I think I do. The pear flavor. We're all sipping. I I think think I taste it. Yeah. I think it's pear-ish. Yeah, I'd say pear-ish. Actually, so I I topped mine off with some more from the pot, which is still technically steeping more tea. Um, And I'm realizing that it is now a little stronger. Mm -hmm. This is a like, it was a little... uh, so I guess, uh, you know, it's a little bit of the, the actual tea talk. Uh, normally, a lot of teas are at uh, boiling point, but this is a little uh, cooler than the boiling point, which I guess would mean that it would be a little harder and slower for the flavors to all um, come out and be unlocked. Right. You said 80 degrees Celsius, right? Yeah. Uh, 176 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, where boiling would be 212. <laughs> <laughs> um Full disclosure, we we asked uh, Matt's Google Home for that information. Um, I recently learned that green tea needs to be boiled at like the lowest temperature of all teas, mm-hmm. which I used to think it was white tea. I was shocked to learn that it's actually green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I wish I could tell you the reason why. Oh, I don't know the reason why. I don't know. Other than, you know, it's it's, you know, more fragile than black, I guess. But I don't yeah. know why it's the lowest. Yeah. Well, black is like the most aged so the leaves themselves i think are probably more um you know sturdy therefore they need to a higher temperature to get through like the 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 stiffness of the the leaves and whatnot and i might be making all that up but at least it sounds right to me (laughs) i want to know if emily saw any nordic pear gardens on her trip i did not know i did not Um, i want to know more about these nordic pear gardens um i did not see any pears in norway (laughs) Uh, Norway, Denmark, or Sweden. Um, Where in Sweden did you go? Stockholm. Did you like it? I did. It had the most amazingly put together subway system where it was so clear. Um, I had no trouble finding anything. And while I liked Copenhagen a lot more, their subway system still didn't make sense to me after being there for five days. Now, I have a question. Did you really like Stockholm or did you just like it because you were trapped there? Ooh, that's a great question. I did learn about the Stockholm syndrome. Wait, were you trapped there? No, but like Stockholm Syndrome? No, I understand. But I thought it would have been even more fun for this joke if you had been trapped there. No, I was not trapped there. Meaning like, I I thought he was referring to like you were grounded or something. Like, I don't know. No, I had a great time there. Um, (laughs) We we were there during like right before the solstice, which is apparently a big holiday in Sweden. Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. And so a lot of things were closing on our last day there, which was kind of annoying because we were going to go to this bar and it was closed. And so we didn't get to go. But... I've never been to Sweden and I want to go because my family is Swedish, mm-hmm. but like a few, couple generations back. And I was like, oh, I'll go at midsummer. But then it, like the more I looked into it, I realized, well, actually, it's a holiday where people just hang out with their friends and family yeah. and like go into the countryside. And I don't know anyone there like 
our family's too removed at this point. Mm-hmm. Although when my mom was a teenager, she backpacked through Sweden and like knocked on family doors and like mm-hmm. hung out with them. But I don't think I could do that at this wow. point. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know when I'll go, but um, it was really cool. Actually, when I was in Copenhagen, I in my magnet level one class, I someone in the class was from Copenhagen and like came out to New York for to do the intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually hung out with her on Midsummer. Cool. Yes. Although we weren't allowed to have bonfires because there like, hadn't been enough rain or something. I don't remember well, the exact. Reason. They treat their environment right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember how we got on this topic, but Nordic gardens, Nordic gardens, the, the no Nordic gardens. Um, I saw a lot of pictures of mountains and museums. Um, and I love Copenhagen. Cool. Now, um, show hands, but actually verbalize your sure. answer. Um, do you know that like most of like the cranberries come from Cape Cod in like the world? Like, I, I think heard, I knew that. I've heard that from you. You've heard that from me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like, I guess in the same way that we don't know about Nordic pears, I don't know that most of the world knows that so many cranberries are all just from Cape Cod. Sort of like ocean sprays factories on Cape Cod. And Is it actually Cape Cod? I remember I used to, I actually did take an improv class with someone from Carver, Mass. And I remember her saying it was like one of the capitals of the world. Uh, it's like... Which Carver? I don't think it's I, on the Cape. I don't really know where Carver is. But I I mean, I've driven by be. the cranberry bogs. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of them on Cape Cod. Yeah. I know that cranberries are one of the few... Um, fruits that are native to Boston or uh, Massachusetts. They're uh, native to Massachusetts. Yeah. They were not brought there. Cool. There were one of the few, there's only like four fruits that are native to all of the continental U S and, uh, I can't name them all right now, but cranberries, blueberries. Blueberries. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a delicious a berry. I want to say, I want to guess the other two are apples <laughs> and blackberries or apples something like that. Apples are from Johnny Appleseed though. Yeah. And I met a descendant of Johnny Appleseed. Oh, did you eat him? I used to work with her. Did I eat who? Because the descendant of Johnny Appleseed, like the plants that grew out of the seeds. <sighs> Never mind. You don't eat the person, though, Emily. Um, so Johnny's Johnny Appleseed's last name was Chapman, and this person's last name was Chapman. Um, yeah, I worked with her, and she liked apples a lot. She I liked them so much that she would eat the core. Wow, that's too much. Like I- I, she also like gave the caveat of like I don't always do this, but I. <laughs> do sometimes and everyone was giving her a hard time about how you shouldn't do that and so she did it right in front of us just to like spite us she's like it's not a big deal <laughs> it, it is not a big deal yeah. as somebody who i also eat a lot of apples uh-huh. i don't really eat the core but the core is when you really get down to it it's very little of the apple is actually the core right. like if you were to slice an apple um like just cross like into quarters without any core just like cutting through the core and then you just have four slices there's just like a little bit of that kind of rough inside material yeah i mean when you bite an apple like and you're eating it i don't know in the round is that how you would describe how a lot of people eat apples you end up with a big core but you're sort of wasting a chunk uh in the in the middle there um i don't know if (laughs) Uh, Lauren and I's old improv coach, Will Luera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and I had a whole discussion about the proper way to eat an apple one time. and the proper it, way? It, it's like still sticks in my head. Okay. That I guess it's like you, like the way we eat them, or the way you classically eat them, um, cir- circularly around the circumference, uh, a way to get more of the, 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 the fruit out of it is to eat it, uh, I guess you'd call it horizontally. <laughs> um, and so you're eating down from... 
what are the two ends like the the buttons of the like the stem and the, the poles yeah sure so you would eat you would you would bite you eat, pull like, the pole to instead of around got it top um, to bottom yeah i don't think i've ever seen anyone do that i would uh, i watched aforementioned will do it once sure. <laughs> That's we talked about it alarming um mostly because I feel like you can you can go around and then go back around, like to the top part. That's what I do. I go I, around once and then I do like the. I think there's just like a scientific thing that you can you'll end up pulling more out and leaving less core if you eat it this other way. Um, yeah, I, I also know. just don't really spend a lot of time when I'm eating fruit thinking about the minuscule amounts that I'm wasting. No. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's too bad that that got implanted in my brain because now I'm stuck with it forever. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of things. I have a feeling next time I eat an apple, I'm not going to think about that. Mm. <laughs> so I guess it's just a me problem. <laughs> I also just don't eat a lot of apples, but let's go back to this banana person. Let's go back to what? This tea. Also, I love Oh, there's bananas. more to say about the tea? Um, well, we have we have one more thing to discuss. Okay, with the tea. let's go. Two more things to discuss. with. The oh, tea. my God. This. Wow. Um, sorry, I lied to you the first time. The first thing I want to ask you is, what is your relationship to tea? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I already said a little bit about yes. how I feel about tea. It's not that I hate black tea, because I've actually been to tea tea places where they serve black tea, and I loved it. So I think there's like probably an art to making a really delicious tea. But for the most part, black tea is too bitter for me. Um, but I make a lot of tea at home, usually herbal, but also I like green. Like uh, Allegro makes this amazing minty green tea that I drink a lot or I used to I guess I don't drink it as much anymore but like sleepy time tea by celestial seasonings is one of my favorite things in the world mm. and I actually I live in a place now where where I go grocery shopping they usually don't have it and I've been going without it frequently enough that I got fed up the other day and I went on Amazon I bought six boxes of <laughs> sleepy time and they arrived not long ago and now I have six boxes I have to figure out where to put all of this sleepy now. time tea um <laughs> Yeah, I, I. Uh, what else can I say about my relationship to tea? I just want, just yeah. like, just wondered if you drank tea regularly, and you answered yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Although I am a big coffee person as well. That's like funny. when I want caffeine, I'm going. I'm yeah. going for coffee. We're not. We're not here to hate on coffee. No, it's a nice relaxing thing to do. I had a really nice experience with tea recently. Um, my friend uh, Kobe Thomas, who you guys might know, is 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 like heading this public garden in bushwick he's like transforming it and he had this music festival there uh like six months ago where people just showed up and there was all this live music and also under his little pavilion he had like a kettle hooked up and he was like passing out not passing out but like they were giving away tea with like honey and so it was like this daytime event music festival but we were all drinking tea instead of drinking alcohol <laughs> and it was so nice because it was like a cool day and it was like kind of rainy and we were like cozing up with our tea and like mm-hmm. listening to music. It was so great. So like tea can sometimes be a really nice like cozy kind of it's bonding very cozy, yeah. thing. This this music festival with tea instead of alcohol sounds amazing. I, <laughs> I like I'd prefer that. I think. Yeah, it was I, I, it was something that I really noticed because I was yeah. like, why does this feel so different from most things that's that feel that, that, that are like this? Yeah. And I realized there's no alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Mm. Alcohol is not very cozy. I mean, it can be. It can be. Yeah. But, but it's, it's just a different vibe. It's a different yeah. vibe. Hmm. Um, I recently, not recently, long time ago, actually, I heard that there was a study where um, if you're holding a warm beverage, you feel more like friendly and and 
bonded to the person you're talking to versus a cold beverage oh wow that's what we're doing on this podcast yeah so like if you like are holding a hot beverage when you're like hang out with people it's it's good for the bonding and like the feelings of of friendship wow i have to find an article about that and tweet it out (laughs) i could probably find it for you because i remember reading about it in college yeah yeah that'd be good okay i have one more tea related question for you so lauren is this tante teas prickly pear prickly pear green tea Uh your cup of tea or not your cup of tea i would say it's my cup of tea i like it ding 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 (laughs) a -a ring-a-ding ding You done good. You oh, picked a good one. Thanks. I picked out three, and Matt had to pick. Well, Matt made me pick, so I picked this one. Well, I said no. I said the Tante no. T one would be good because oh yeah, because we haven't uh, had in a we while. haven't had this brand in a while. Yeah. Um, Matt, is this Tante T prickly pear your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? <laughs> um, I at first I thought it was kind of bland. Because I think I wasn't getting the, the the pear flavor as much, but then when I poured more, it was it had a little stronger flavor. I think if I were to make this in the future, I'd probably use a little more tea in the more leaves in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, this is still my cup of tea. Wow! There we go. Ding ding ding. Two ding, out ding. of two. Two out of two. It is very light, and I feel like it makes me think of, and I, this might come up more than once because I'm obsessed with this show. Um, I've watched Russian Doll four times through. Maybe that should have been my topic. I think it almost was. <laughs> um, I was like thinking about, should I just, because I have a lot to say about Russian Doll too. But there's a moment in the show where she goes, I don't need any of that fancy water, and she's referring to tea. And that's what this tea tastes like. It's like so mild and like really delicate, yeah. but like enjoyable. It just, it's like fancy water. Fancy water. I love- <laughs> That's that's exactly how I would describe this tea. <laughs> this is my cup of fancy water. Uh, Emily, Matt. to round out this round of question asking, I have a question to ask you. Wow. Do you find Tante T's prickly pear tea <laughs> to be your cup of tea? Or not your cup of tea? <laughs> we try to get each other to interrupt each other. <laughs> and I sometimes do interrupt. Um, Matt never has, and it makes me mad. Um this is a great question. As Liz, most listeners know, green tea is not my favorite type of tea, but I do enjoy this one. I think mostly because it doesn't, because it's not super strong. Um, therefore, I'd say it's my cup of tea. Is there a way for listeners to get this tea, or is it only available in Denmark? Um, I actually think you can order it online um, if you want to pay for it. Because I had looked it up. Yeah, yeah, you guys should do it. It's um, good. You can use. You have to use Google Translate because their website is not yeah. available in English. It, oh boy! <laughs> it asked me if I wanted to translate from Danish, and I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> that was not one of the choices, but that's what I wanted to, to say. Danish is really hard to learn. Yeah, I took a intro like 30 minute Pimsleur course, and it was really difficult. Yeah, they got all kinds of weird it's letters. Very guttural. Hmm? They have extra letters and like umlauts and. Uh, there is that. Uh, um. The thing that I notice the most is that they have a lot of sounds that we don't use, and it's just yeah. really hard to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would say that's true of all of the Scandinavian languages I heard. They all just like sounded. Mm-hmm. It's like the Swedish chef. I have so learned vowels. <laughs> I have learned more Swedish than I have learned Danish, and Swedish is a lot easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, although they do have some vowels that are impossible for me to make. The, the way that they say the Y sound is like it's kind of like E, but it's 
it's like something yes. really unusual that I cannot reproduce. Yeah. And it's really frustrating to me that I'm at that age where like you can't do that mm-hmm. anymore. Like your brain is just formed yeah. to the point where you can't make new sounds. Yeah. <laughs> we have a f- we've had a few episodes where we have had tea- some of the other teas from like Sweden or, or the other Denmark ones and we ha- we try to pronounce the names of the teas and oh boy are we probably failing. <laughs> <laughs> at least this one's not bad. I mean, yeah. well it's prickly pear but it's also well they may- they must have a word. They must that must be the translated version. Yeah, of it. I think they they wrote this one. But even this one is, oh yeah, I guess a lot of the names are English. Like the Swedish teas were Saga of Sweden, which mm-hmm. is just those are English words. I can say those. Yeah. <laughs> but then they'd be called like Himmel and Pankaka was yeah. one of them. I'm probably saying some of those wrong. Sure. Um, uh, my favorite Swedish word is milk, which is mjölk. That's a good word. Wow. <laughs> it's just fun to say. It's like a key phrase. I feel like you just like jump into like a, a dialect with that one. <laughs> almost. Mjölk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just silly. I mean, I don't mean to say that a language is silly, but to me it sounds fun. English mm. has so many words that are weird. Yeah, it's we, very true. We um, speak a very silly language ourselves. We do. <laughs> uh, tea right. talk done? Tea talk complete. Wow. All right. Cool, cool. Um, Lauren, just so you know, everything we just discussed was not important and because the most important part of this podcast is coming up right now oh boy <laughs> and it's your topic ah! oh boy would you love to share with yeah. us what your topic is i do want to talk about my topic um so i was thinking about what to talk about and i decided to pick something that's like recently important to me or like on my mind rather mm-hmm. than like something that i've always been interested in because i feel like Something that I've always been interested in, I've, like, talked about with friends, like, ad nauseum, and I probably won't be as, like, I don't know. I th- I feel like it's better. To- anyway. It'd be more fresh. Yeah. So- I got something fresh that I'm, like, that I want to think out loud, that I, that I want to talk through, versus, like, something that I've always done. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to talk about comedy, because we all do that. We don't need yeah. to talk about that. No. I love this process. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk about how... So I'm, I'm also having a hard time c- encapsulating what I want to talk about in a word or two, but, like, the best ideas that I've had so far are, like, couch to half marathon, or, like, uh, or... or uh training for a half marathon badly and out of nowhere (laughs) training for a half marathon so i'm yeah so i signed up for half marathon which is his own story and i'm training for it now i'm not a runner um i did track in high school do either of you guys jog or run like for fun uh formerly formerly i feel like matt you had talked about how you used to do this so um i did track in high school and i was a sprinter and uh i never really liked long distance running and uh i didn't really do it like i would say maybe once every couple years i would jog like once like ever since high school um but then like last spring um my friend I was like going through like like a period of like I think I was like I think I had just like gone through a breakup or something last spring and so I don't think like it it was something like that and I was just like sad and my friend was like go running it will give you endorphins I was like okay (laughs) and I did and I like went a few times and I stopped again and so I was talking to my friend Jess um a few months ago and she's like i'm signing up for the half marathon like and she was telling me about it she was telling me how great the popular half in brooklyn is and like it ends at coney island which is a place that i love and uh i was like that sounds fun i could do that with you and then um 
I, I signed up for it by accident because <laughs> the day that she signed up for it, she posted about it. And I went online and was like, oh, like, this is fun. I get like, I get like excited about things, but like, but I don't always commit to them. So I was like, I'm just going to go through this and see if I could even get in because like they sell out really quick. And I like, went through the whole process. I put in my credit card permission just to see like how much it would cost and like what this was all about. And I got to the review <laughs> page and I was looking at it. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to train for a half marathon. I don't get like any satisfaction out of like getting a medal at the end of the race. I don't like feel like this is going to be fun for me at all. I'm not going to do this. And then I realized I was on the success page uh-huh. and not the review page. Mm-hmm. It was like, congratulations, <laughs> you. So that's what I'm here to talk about is like my experience over the past few weeks, like starting to train for this half marathon and what that's been like. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think you shared this story in our class as like um, one of our warm up. What did I say? Um, you said this story. I did. Um, you went into more detail right now, but I'm trying, I try. I think it was one of the ones where we had to do it as a character or something. A character? Really? I don't, maybe not. I don't remember. Yeah. I might've talked about it because yeah. it's been on my mind. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm talking about it now. It's been on yeah. my mind these past few weeks that this happened. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's very classically me that I like sign up for half marathon yeah. by accident. So <laughs> I've been like telling people, um, yeah. about it. Um, when is this marathon? It's in May. It's a half marathon. Half. It's, it's in May. Half. <laughs> um, yeah. So like it's, for me, I it's it's been crazy because like I do not. First of all, one thing I've, you learn a lot about yourself when you start doing this, <laughs> when you start running long distances. Uh, I've I've always been. I've always like told I, you have stories you tell yourself, right? So like I've always been like I don't do I don't do long distance running. I don't do this. I'm a sprinter. Like I've always told myself like that I'm just not the type of person who likes to do this. Like I don't have the stamina. And it's and that's okay. Like I've always been sort of like a yoga person, dance person, like that kind of exercise as well, like in my like adulthood. Um and it's crazy because I signed up for this virtual trainer. I spent even more money. I got this like virtual trainer. And it's like, okay, now you're going out for like a six mile long distance. And I'm like, I've never run six miles in my life. <laughs> I was it's so terrifying to think like I'm gonna go out there and like run fat farther than I ever have. It's it's crazy but like then you do it and then like today I did seven miles which I don't know I've actually surprised myself at how much it's not uh killing me like I've surprised myself at how it's actually not as nearly as bad as I thought it would be it's all about the ramp up getting to the point like some people try to run and they're just like like I can imagine someone being like I can run I can run 13 miles and then just like try to run a half marathon (laughs) And like, just like show up on race day. That's a huge recipe for failure. But sure. as long as you're like, yeah, it, like escalating, which just sounds like this trainer thing you have probably is doing that, like started you. I'm also like so not doing it though. Okay. Like the, <laughs> like, like the, like I, I lied about, um, where I was at in my running career <laughs> when I was filling out the, the virtual trainer. They were like, how much do you run? And I was like, a few times a week. <laughs> Cause I didn't want it to be like a, I didn't want them to baby me. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like. I feel like I have a certain level of fitness, even though I haven't been running much. Like, yeah. for example, I am a late person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always late. And I that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> I could talk about that for an hour. And uh, frequently, I, I used to, until very recently, intern at UCB Hell's Kitchen. And I would always come out of the train station late. Like, I'd have to get an 11-minute walk away in two minutes. And I would just sprint. I would just run. <laughs> hey, that's like, running. <laughs> so so I actually do, have been finding, my, even before I signed up for this, I had found myself like running through the city a lot when I was late. 
Um, which I think I got on that topic because I was trying to explain how I'm generally fit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I lied to the trainer. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I run. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, they, they were like, okay, here's your plan based on how fast we think you'll go. So they were like, just keep running um, three times a week, three miles each <laughs> um, until your training starts, which to me was hilarious. Um, so when it started... Uh, yeah, like I did like one of the three days. Last week I did like two of the three days. Today's the first week. Today's the beginning of the third week where I'm like, okay, I'm going to really try to do all of these. But like the first week they were like, you did less than 50% of the mileage that we suggested. Maybe you should downgrade your plan or like reach out to us and see if we can help you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Um, I relate to this a lot. I have two to three times in my life have downloaded the Couch to 5K app. I've done it for about four days in a row. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but couch to 5K is like literally, it is like babying you. It's like walk for a minute, sprint for like not, or like run for a minute and a half, walk for a minute, run for a minute and a half. Like at first and like yeah, I did builds that up. And, I, and um, I lasted a day and I was like, screw this. Um, 5K, it's like 3.2 miles or something like that. Yeah, I've never, I cannot tell you the last time I ran a mile. Like... Yeah, and so it just yeah. starts to get into your head that, like, oh, yeah. I just don't do this. Yeah. And then you fucking do it, and you're like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I guess the fact that I signed up for the race is really getting me going. Because I think if I didn't have a race, I wouldn't be doing it. It's like a motivating yeah. thing. Because like, I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to, like, want to die that day. Yeah. I think <laughs> signing up for stuff, man, what a what a way to commit to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I once signed up for a 5k and then the day before I was like, guys, I'm not doing this cause I hadn't trained at all. Still got the t-shirt though. Well, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm but, actually, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, I like don't run at all. Like, sure. I like tried and like right before Christmas to be like, go to like workout classes and stuff. But one, they're just so expensive. Mm-hmm. And two, I just like. I've said this on this podcast before. I really, I lack ambition to like, I'm I'm like self-motivation. Like if someone was like, let's go to this class together. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's go. But I like don't have this drive to go because I'd rather just do nothing. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's so much of it that's mental. Yeah. I have a lot to say about the mental aspect Um, of it. But yeah, I'm. I'm both jealous of you and also like, no, I would never do that. Well, but first of also, all, you totally could. I could. Because I used to say the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't do this. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, mental motivation to do anything, physical or non-physical, is like so my life battle. Mm-hmm. And I, the fact that I can do this now makes me realize that I am mentally stronger than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Because like, I used to try to go out running mm-hmm. and like couldn't and it was definitely mental yeah and I think that's why I can like do it now and I'm surprising myself I used to think that I needed to like the way that I could get through a long run was I would like make the perfect playlist and like play the perfect music (laughs) that was like perfectly um like pump up Mm -hmm. level or like the right beat yeah or like like beats per minute or something and I was just like oh yeah I just gotta get like a lot of Rihanna or like I just gotta get the right like lyrics or the right feel and like that will get me through my run and it it inevitably wouldn't like it would like sort of work and then it wouldn't lately I've just been playing whatever I want to listen like want to listen to so like I'll listen today for like on loop for like 
three miles, I listened to Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. <laughs> and then I played like Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac for like an, like another three miles, like on loop. Like that's actually just like a habit I've had lately of like playing the same song yeah. for a while. But like it's, the, these are like slow songs yeah. that are not at all related to like motivating someone to yeah. exercise. And yeah, I have, I'm noticing that I have more of an intrinsic, like internal motivation to do it anyway. I'm mm-hmm. not really a competitive person. So like some runners that I talk to are like, Oh, I do it because I want to like, yeah, I want to like beat the next person in front of me. Like when I'm like <laughs> when I'm out running, I like pick a person who's also jogging and I like I like run up to them and I get in front of them. Or like when I'm at a race, I just like pick people out and pass them and pass. Them. Like I don't I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't care about like beating my friends or, yeah. or non friends. I again, like don't want the medal. Like, but I freaking love that Strava tracks my pace and I can tell myself what I want to do. And if I am not doing it, I will, I will like put myself through pain so that I get to it. Like mm-hmm. if I'm like, I want to do five miles and I want to do it at a 10 pace. And if I hit an 11 minute mile, I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And I just like, <laughs> I just start running faster and like it hurts. But then I feel so good. Afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, Cause I generally think of running as like a self, um, like you are trying to, you're trying to like beat your own records and yeah. like you're, you're, I mean, I guess, so I also, I ran track in, in high school and I guess you were ultimately competing against people, but I never, I never really thought of it so much as like beating the other person as right. much as, uh, cause like, you know, if they can run faster than me, then they can run faster than me. And that's the end of it. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. Um, like you're never yeah. going to be the fastest person on earth. So yeah. at the end of the day, if you're a runner sprinter or not it's like you're in a race with yourself yeah i just i'm trying to you know if i can shave a second off of my well i, I, I never ran uh shaving a second off of a half marathon is not a big deal but <laughs> when uh yeah longer or shorter stuff um yeah if you can shave like just like a couple seconds off you're like oh i feel pretty good about that yeah i mean i was a hurdler and finishing a race was like an accomplishment in the, in the first place because you can trip over them and it was so nerve-wracking yeah but yeah, like I was, I, there was just like no way I was ever going to be the best at it. So. Yeah, out of like the thousands of people who are running yeah. <laughs> these like bigger races. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. I didn't cool. really want to be either. Yeah. But like within my little realm of what I could do, I was like, you know, oh, I, I three-stepped this year. Yeah. Which is a hurdling term. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually started running, um, like when I stopped doing track, and I just ran for, I don't know, health or whatever reasons you run. Um, I literally was like, I don't want to be competitive anymore because I hated the competitive aspects of it. So then I just ran for exercise sake and mentalness and whatnot. Yeah. It made me so stressed out in high school to, to sprint for like a competition. So stressed out. Yeah. I like, I don't, I have no idea if I would have been good enough to do run track in college, but I didn't, I even like try I didn't even like I was literally like no but I ran like through college I just never I didn't run for for my college I just ran th- during college yeah. <laughs> well also so I um am really surprised to find how much it helps like anxiety too which I think I didn't notice until um until like this bout of like running in my life because I don't think anxiety was like an issue for me when I was in high school much but like 
you know, like everyone who lives in this day and age <laughs> now, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is like definitely present for me. And like, I'll just be super, I'll either be depressed or anxious and I won't want to go, but I'll force myself to go. And then when I get back, like, I just feel so much better. Like I told you, my friend told me to go running for the endorphins like last spring. And I was like, all right. And it works. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no, it definitely does. I mean, I, I can... I can pull myself out of a rut by doing something exercisey. <laughs> I <laughs> makes you feel better. Yeah, I can feel myself being more anxious, like as I get older. But like, also, I've always been anxious, and like, just like I've always been a warrior. Like, sure. w- like I don't know if I said that right, but like, yeah, I just like worry about everything, and like I do think running would help. Yeah, but I just like, I just can't make myself do it i need to do something that makes me do it so i uh, well so i mean off topic but i uh i used to go running a lot but i sort of hurt my foot and didn't want to hurt my foot again um so that's why i don't really run anymore it's that's new as of the summer but uh now i just go like to the gym and i use the elliptical and now i just listen to podcasts and or watch the tv the whole time and so if you already like watching tv and listening to podcasts (laughs) go to the gym i have tried (laughs) to listen to podcasts when I like do workout things but I find I just like I'll get engrossed in it and I'll like feel myself slowing down and then they'll be like are you still exercising like yes ah (laughs) um so I do have to listen to at least something that has like it doesn't have to be fast music I'd probably do Taylor Swift um (laughs) if I'm being honest with everyone here but which I don't think is like necessarily pump up music but it's not gonna like I'm not going to get so focused on the lyrics and the words. Like, like, it's not so much the tempo. I can't be engrossed in it. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. So you're saying you need to play music that you will get engrossed in or music that you won't? That I won't. That I can have on. I think just because, like, when I work out and, like, say I listen to a podcast, like, I'll become focused on, like, learning about if I recently listened to a podcast about the Salem Rich Trials. So I'll slow down. Oh, I see. But, like, if I'm listening to music I've listened to a thousand times. Maybe that's why I'm, like, looping songs lately. Because it's not so much that I want to listen to the music. But, like, yeah, like, playing a song that just, like, puts puts me in the right mood, I guess. Yeah. It's more of a mood thing, I think, for me lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe there you go. Um... I listen to music that gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to pump up music on my way into work. That's when I listen to pump up music. But like, I'll, I'll like play a song that like really gets me through a run. I'll play, like I listen to like one chance song for an hour on mm-hmm. a five mile run. But then I tried to play it again like a week later and it was like totally putting me out of the mood to like keep mm-hmm. going. It's really just like, it's really just what you're in the mood for that yeah. day, I guess. Do you have in your half marathon a time goal or you're not even there yet? So, when so part of the reason I did the virtual trainer is because you put in your times for your training and it mm-hmm. starts to update your expected pace and I felt like I needed that because I lied about what my pace was <laughs> and I did not have an expected pace I don't like the fact that I signed up for a half marathon I've never run a race longer than 300 meters mm-hmm. in my life is weird so I didn't know what to so n- now that I've put in a few um training times it's expecting me to run like a 10 15 mile okay like a 10 to 10, 15, I think, is the range that it's giving. All right. And that's basically what all of my runs have been averaging lately. All right. Yeah. 
Um, it's be hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Hour 40, hour 50. And that is surprising to me. Like, if I can manage that, I will be pleased. You're going to do it. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Uh, I had a question. Yeah. Oh, do you think after you finished this race, will you do another one? I have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. It's like crazy to me that I'm doing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I um, I have bad feet. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, I have really high arches. And in high school, what that led to was um, crippling shin splints. Like, they felt like my legs were broken. And I ended up having to get orthotics, which worked. But I haven't replaced them since high school. So I'm running on, like, 20-year-old orthotics. <laughs> and already, I'm starting to have, like, like a hip and knee issue on my mm-hmm. left leg that I know I need to, like, handle. Like, I should go to a physical therapist and figure out what that's about. Because that is, like, the main concern with running regularly long distances yeah. is like the the impact and I'm tall. I've always like, I've always kind of, that's another like thing I've always told myself is like, you're not built for long distance running. So don't do it. Like you're really yeah. tall and you don't have great feet. So like, don't do it. Um, but whatever you can do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> you can do yeah. it. <laughs> you All shapes and sizes. Seven miles today. I did. Oh my God. It's the longest I've ever run in my life. And every Sunday between now and May, I will run the longest I ever have mm-hmm. because it, go. it goes up a mile every, every um, Sunday. Did you, this was just a question for me, but did you, when you ran the seven miles, did you run the whole way or did you stop and walk at all? I didn't stop and walk at any point because I needed to, but like, because you're running through the city, that you have to, sometimes you have to stop at stoplights and that's really annoying. Um, so what I did was I ran from my apartment to Prospect Park and then I did the loop around Prospect Park. And that is another thing, running around the streets of bed is so much more stressful and I, w- I won't call it stressful, but it's so much harder to do that than to have like a path. Yeah. So at one point last year when I was running a little bit in the spring, I was at home in Boston. I ran around the Charles river and it was so wonderful. It's a good, it's a good route. It's just a totally different experience than like yeah. running through busy city streets. Um, I also love, I used running in Prospect park. I yeah. <laughs> so I did the loop and uh, towards the end of the loop is like a hill. Mm-hmm. And I think there must have been something wrong with my GPS because it said my it was at a point where my trainer had said, like, you should be speeding up towards the end of your run today. And like, you should be like putting in like faster times towards the end. But I was like going on an incline and my little Strava person was like, oh, your your last mile in was like 11 minutes. And I was like, shit, because that was slower than the rest of my run had been. And it's supposed to be faster. So then I like really pushed up this hill. And when I got home, I, I realized that something was wrong because I actually did not like I, I I did speed up the entire way, but like I really pushed through like a hard hill, mm-hmm. and it feels I don't know. There's something about this that I'm really enjoying that I've never been about. Like I've never been yeah. about like working out really hard. Like I don't like hard workouts yeah. and I don't like pushing. I don't know. It's like I'm like tapping into something that's been dormant for a while because I'm like <laughs> super into it. I'm really enjoying like pushing hard and like having that pay off. Like you see it immediately. Like there's so much. Again, like back to what I was saying about just like we're all so anxious right now. Like there's so much that's out of our control. And I've had a tough winter. I've had some like really tough times. And so like to have a thing in front of you that's like, oh, you just did a thing that's like you can see. And and it had like a physical effect. And uh, yeah, you did this today. Mm -hmm. It was like and and I don't know. It's cool. It's like getting a grade. I feel like (laughs) like. The feeling of getting a good grade. Does that make sense? When I get A's, sure. which I love getting A's, I 
am like, oh, I accomplished something. And that's what you're describing. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting an, I'm getting an AM yeah. training around. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels so weird to say. Like, I just, I, I, I like, feel weird saying that I'm training for, like, a race. Like, I'm just like, oh, now I'm that person. Yeah, you are. That's a kind of person. And you're it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, in my free time, I've been doing a lot of cross-stitching. And I think it's not at all same the thing. same. It's no, but in a way, like with cross stitching, you can see your progress. Like you can see like the stitches go in and like more of the, the pattern being made when I think like that makes me feel like, okay, I'm going to just finish this thing today. And like feeling that feeling of accomplishment makes me feel better. Yeah. So it's not at all the same, but I think feeling accomplished helps ease. Would mm-hmm. you like to have somebody Anxiety. grade your cross stitches? Um, I'm getting an A. Don't worry about it. They're <laughs> hanging on my wall. And whenever people see them, they're like, oh, those look really good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thank you. Right. Well, I give your oldest one a B and I give your newest one an A+. I think that's probably true. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, um, whatever I can do. But yeah, again, they're nothing at all the same. But whatever. I think the feeling no, accomplishment yeah. is nice. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just, you learn a lot about what you're capable of Mm -hmm. because, uh, it's just you. Yeah. It's like, I don't even want to run with people because I'm like, that's just going to get, I'm just going to get distracted. Yeah. And I'll get to the end of it and say, did you run a slow mile there because you were talking to them or like, I just want to like focus. Um, today I used goo for the first time. Have we heard of goo? No. Goo is a carbohydrate an electrolyte replacer that Mm. people eat (laughs) like halfway through long runs or races or whatever. uh, Like Gatorade has something like this. It's like solid solidified Gatorade. Yeah. I think that there's solid versions. This is like a, this is like a cream, like a gooey creamy. That's like sticky thing. Yeah. The Gatorade is kind of like that. It comes in a little pouch and you like Uh slide it into your mouth. (laughs) You guys are describing something I definitely want to (laughs) eat. I um <laughs> i remember there was like a marathon or, or some race went through prospect park sure. one time and <laughs> i bet they were all over the ground it was yeah it littered the <laughs> ground and i was like i hate i was so angry at the litter yeah yeah that's a, the other part of, like part of me loves running the other part of me loves the environment and, well i i yeah one part of my um my like uh what's the word just issues i guess with races that i've had in my mind in the past are just like that Oh, oh, okay. So like a bunch of people are going to get together and just like throw a bunch of cups on the ground and like we're going to call this fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you like like we don't all need to get together and like run together from one place to another. Yeah. To like what are we proving to ourselves? Is those these are the things I yeah that I don't that that I used to say to myself and I haven't totally ditched mm-hmm. of like why why is this a thing? I feel like fun runs and like running clubs have become more popular lately than they've been in the past. I feel like just like there's a theme for every kind of run mm-hmm. now. And it's like a, so the straw for me was I was on Facebook and I saw that there was like a music festival run mm-hmm. that was happening. We're like, it was literally a music festival turned into a run. And I was like, we've hit peak <laughs> run, fun run yeah, culture. And I hated it. <laughs> there's a bunch. I mean, I, whenever I'm in the park, I'll see, people that are all wearing matching t-shirts and it'll be for whatever thing they're all running together sure, for. Sure, <laughs> sure. See, I don't want to, I don't want the t-shirt. Like I think yeah. my, my, my race fee gets me like a t-shirt and a medal and like, I don't know, other things. Uh, I don't the medals, want any of that stuff. The medals. I, 
the like the day or it's like the, the like five days after the new york city marathon and everyone's walking around with their medals on i'm like get five days? over yourself it's definitely days afterwards oh like my god and i'm like get over it <laughs> <laughs> i will say running 26.2 miles they can wear that goddamn no. medal as long as they want we, we were disagreeing on this yeah, i'm gonna have to di- disagree with you there <laughs> In that, like, okay, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. Like, if yeah. you, like, love that you ran the marathon so much that you want everyone to see for five days, fine. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to take my medal and put drag lead in my purse. Yeah. I'm I don't just, know. And I think that's fine, too. Yeah, no, I'm not, no. I'm not saying it's, like, I'm not saying anyone's a bad person. Yeah. I am. It just isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah. So I am conflicted about the fact that I'm doing yeah. this race because there's a lot of things about races that I'm just like, this is very silly. Yeah. If I ever ran a marathon, I probably would wear my medal because I'm a hypocrite. But I can still tell people that I see doing it to get over themselves. <laughs> All I'm saying is <laughs> the day of the marathon, when you see people on the train with their like aluminum blankets on, wearing their running clothes and having like a little medal, you're like, oh, wow, that's impressive. And I think that's impressive because I couldn't do it, but I could. That's the thing. Just like you can tell everybody is that you can. You can. Yeah. Although you can be a person sitting on the subway with an aluminum foil blanket. But like, I don't think I could have done this. I think now is the time that I can do this is another thing I'm trying to say. Because I was saying, I know I'm mentally stronger now than I used to be because of like these little things that I'm noticing. Like I know how to run in the sense that like I used to run. (laughs) One in leg, high school. then the next leg. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, even though I was a sprinter, like, I, we, like, would run a mile to warm up. Like, I, like, know how to run. Like, I've learned about good form, and I've learned about, like, how to take care of my feet. And, like, so, like, I have a baseline understanding, so I'm not, like, literally, like, I think I'm going to run for the first time in my life, but I definitely couldn't have done this until now, like, I don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, I also, uh, like I said, have been doing yoga now for a few, like, I don't know several years and I've learned a little bit about how to relax and like find ease in muscles or like parts of your body that you're not using at the moment which is a lot of like stress Mm -hmm. it's like you'll just like tense your neck when you're doing like a lunge because of whatever for whatever reason yeah I feel like there's a teacher that I take classes with that like has really drilled this into me so that now I'm like constantly aware when I'm running to relax my jaw and relax my neck and like relax my shoulders which if you don't have that sort of thing in the back of your head or you haven't trained in that way or like practiced in that way you wouldn't know you don't you don't know that you're losing a ton of energy yeah doing that kind of stuff there's like a lot of things that have come together to like make this possible for me I feel Hmm. like I think I need to go on a journey (laughs) because I don't think I'm ready for a half marathon (laughs) But I think I could start putting myself in a good place. You could start with a 5K. Uh, I could. Couch to 5K. That's another thing. I think if it was a 5K, I probably would have bailed. Like, it's the fact that it's, like, my first so race long. and it's really intense. It's, yeah. Is a, yeah. I mean, I've I've certainly never run a half marathon. I've probably the, probably the longest I've ever run, probably six or seven miles. Oh, we should um, go on, a, like, a run on a weekend because that... I can't, like I can't if, run that anymore. <laughs> oh, you can though. This is probably my Whoa, the run that I did today. Up. Seven miles. It's like my fifth run this like like at all this year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm still doing elliptical, so my legs should still work. See, and you I can got still like breathe. cardio. <laughs> yeah, you know, fitness. Um, my point to all of yeah. you is that you can all run eight miles right now. That's what I'm trying to tell all of you. I'm gonna run home. <laughs> 
I mean, I ran as recently as probably October. I just like, I hurt my foot and then I take, I've taken How's a long time off. I still don't know how it is now. But, What's going on with it? Uh, toe pain, foot pain. Have you been to a podiatrist? This whole thing. Uh, no. Basically, I just started doing the elliptical thing. And it, I mean, it feels, I guess it feels okay now. But I don't know, like, if that's because I've just, like, is it healed or is it just not in pain because sure. I'm not running anymore? Sure. So, which is why I did the elliptical because I was like, no, you know, no impact because I just keep my feet down. I mean, injuries are just like a fact of life when you run. Like, there's no way you're never, there's no way you're going to avoid injury. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I ran, when I was running, I ran, I went running like every day and mm-hmm. I would do a loop around Prospect Park. So, mm-hmm. I was pretty regularly doing a good amount. Um, see Matt has a good body for running where you like you like you're not super tall and super big so like it's like you're not as putting as much impact on your joints as someone like me (laughs) um how tall are you i'm five ten and a half right thank you for saying five ten and a half inch and a half taller than me but uh i'm five nine oh well i'm sorry i didn't mean to make a comment on on your size no that's uh no it's fine i'm just uh i mean it's still true that i am shorter than you are sure so i'm five four i just want everyone to know that i'm five four wow tiny i'm a tiny tiny one (laughs) but like you're not but like yeah it's better if you're not like a huge person because there's just not as much impact on your joints Yeah. yeah yeah no i agree i agree with all that um i was gonna ask you a question oh i remember um so physic not mentally you feel amazing after your runs i'm sorry what mentally it feels like you feel amazing after your runs is that something i said i'm just maybe i'm putting words into your mouth but i'm, I'm leading into a question okay physically how do you feel do you feel like like ready to do something else do you yeah. feel like like it depends mm-hmm. uh but in general and this is something that my sister-in-law said to me many years ago energy begets energy mm-hmm. is something that is always going through my head because she's said that once but uh, no I mean what I'm saying is like I agree with that and that's how it feels Mm -hmm. so I got home today from my run I actually had to take the subway like two stops to get home and I ran into my roommate who was coming home from uh, the store and she like I was out walking her to get to the apartment she's like why are you walking so fast I'm like I don't know I'm pumped like (laughs) (laughs) like it just it yeah when I well so you're not supposed to run to the point of exhaustion Mm -hmm. Like, you should always finish your run feeling like you could keep going. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I keep in mind. But, yeah, like, I feel – I do feel mentally good afterwards in the sense that, like, if I was anxious about something before I went out, I am no longer anxious about yeah. when I get back. Like, I have no interest in, like, checking Instagram. I have no interest in, like, you know, like, wor- like everything that I was worrying about is, like, kind of cleared, yeah. which is awesome. And I don't, I don't know that I feel mentally amazing, but, like, mm-hmm. that is something I really notice. Yeah. You know, I definitely have been noticing that I'll feel, like, sleepy about an hour after. Mm-hmm. I think I was feeling that a little bit when I got here. Um, but, yeah, like, the immediate aftermath is definitely, like, that I'm still energized. I All do right. think that when you exercise in that way, it doesn't deplete you. Unlike spinning. I hate spinning. <laughs> and I feel like when I do... And that that was, like, a strenuous exercise that reaffirmed my, my, my belief that, yeah. like, I don't like strenuous exercise. Because I would get done with spinning... And feel like I wanted to die. And I didn't know where I was or what day it was. And all I wanted was like a burger and a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have said that I've taken maybe three spin classes in my entire life. But the first one, I joked and said it was the hardest thing I've ever put my body through. It's it just, was just like... It's awful. 
It's just a lot. It's and the like... only reason I stayed on the bike was the social pressure of, I didn't want anyone to look at me as I got off the bike. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stay or else. Yeah. It's Everyone's like this thing. It's like you're in a club. Um, it's like expensive torture. It's expensive torture. I think that like the only, only our current culture could invent spinning, which is like, well, we have all this money and we have all this free time. And uh, we want to feel something. So let's feel pain in the form of uh, pushing ourselves on a stationary bike, that, bike that's going nowhere. Yeah. Sorry, I could... I no, it's okay. The, um, <laughs> the instructor I had looked like Kate Middleton, and she also was yelling a lot, because I think that they just kind of always yell. So I felt like I was being yelled at by Kate Middleton, and it was a very weird experience, because she doesn't <laughs> yell. Well, yeah, and I... Uh, I'm not, again, motivated by, like, external mm-hmm. forces. So, like, someone screaming at me that I can do it doesn't help. Yeah. Like, I need to get it from some sort of motivation within. Mm-hmm. I've never done spinning, and I cannot imagine ever doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems... Don't... Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Although, they... I would just so that you could join our conversation about how much it sucks. Um, like, they yeah. just, like... Someone warned me before we went... Before I went that, like... They, like, just shout, like... 20 and 10 which is like has to do with these knobs and like how like the the tension and then like something else and like thank god someone warned me because they just without any explanation were shouting at you these numbers i'm like i have no idea what you mean and i could not keep up with them so i just i just eventually was like this is the pace i can do this is what i can do (laughs) it's a really involved thing yeah um to take a spin class they have to like lock you in yes there's all these knobs and there's all these controls and it's confusing. Yeah. I want no part of this. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and you're just listening, like, can you listen to music or you're just listening to this person? They're playing music so loud. They play, they play the music. Yeah. There's no one they on headphones because the they play it. Um, yeah. And they turn the lights off so you can't see the stats that are on your bike in front of you. Hmm. <laughs> this, I'm, not in, I'm not into any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really an exercise class person, although I guess I like yoga, but... Um, I don't know. I'm still on a, I'm like, well, so one of the reasons I liked running, um, yeah, originally or like instead of going to the gym was yeah, like, you went every day. I like, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I'd go, and you weren't getting hurt until recently. Yeah. I think I just was doing it too much. Um, no, but like, it's good that you went for apparently a long time and was able to do it every day. When yeah. Hurt. Yeah. It helps. I work from home. So I just, I hop over to the park during my lunch break and then, yeah. <laughs> but the loop uh, is like three miles. Like that's not nothing. Yeah, no, I do. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good amount. <laughs> I'm praising you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I liked doing it outside because I liked, um, I like the feeling of, you know, the scenery is changing the entire time because you're running the entire time. Where like doing something in a gym, you, you know, you're not going anywhere. So it gets yeah. sort of boring. Treadmills are like so soul crushing, uh, just the way spinning is. Yeah. And that's like, the, I, I'm still trying to figure out on these ellipticals how to like distract myself properly like i do listen to the podcasts but uh i wish i wish i need i need something better i need something like look at (laughs) right are you on one of those ellipticals Uh, i've been on ellipticals before that have like they like hiking through i do not have that kind no i go to a cheap planet fitness um i could there's tvs above it i could watch like the news or something um or like uh what's friends is always on (laughs) always there's one TV that's always playing Friends. Um, the, I did. I actually prefer not watching the TV. Yeah. I found. Um, but recently, I, I so I go to it is a Planet Fitness, and they you know 
judgment free zone and all that like stuff they say about it. But um, I ended up going in front of this one that was not had there was no TV and I purposely picked this one um, machine because it was not in front of a TV. And I realized I was like doing my elliptical stuff on it, and I realized that I was basically staring at the word no the entire time because <laughs> there was this big sign, huge, like three foot, four foot tall letters that said like no judgment. And, mm. but only the word no was visible <laughs> to me. The word judgment was like covered by the TVs. So I was just <laughs> exercising the word no. That's like, a, <laughs> that's like a scene from like a TV show. Yeah. I love that. Well, it really happened to me. <laughs> well, you try a TV show that has that scene. Yeah. I'll write that sketch. There you go. do it. Did you ever get running stitches when you were running a lot? Running stitches? Like, yeah, like a side stitch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, I used to get them all the time um, when I would try, when I would go long distances on those rare occasions uh, back in the day. And, like, they were always pretty debilitating for me. And I haven't had them that much lately, although um, I do notice that it happens when you, like, kind of breathe wrong or you try to go too fast or something. Yeah, I have a few things. Uh one of my tips, I guess, is if you, uh, making sure, well, first making sure your hands aren't too clenched, um, cause that can like tighten your whole body. But then if you're starting to feel stuff on your sides, lowering your arms, so you're pointing them straight down instead of like holding them up in the typical like runner's pose. Okay. Like if you put them down by your side, you can like reduce some cramping and some other discomfort. Interesting. Um, That's a good tip. Whenever I run, I get those. Also, when I was doing the couch to 5K thing, something I learned is that when I was running, my legs would like start to like turn like red and they'd get really itchy and like tingly. That used to happen to me all the time. Yes. And it's because when you don't exercise, your blood doesn't flow as much. But when you start to exercise more, it like pushes blood into like capillaries. and That's what I I imagined it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, I totally used to get that. Yeah, my legs would get so itchy. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have very good um, circulation. Like I usually have cold hands and feet, and mm-hmm. so I used to kind of attribute it to that. Like, oh, I just have bad circulation, and now that I'm running, I'm like pushing yeah, yeah. the blood into those. But yeah, my legs would itch so bad. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Itchy legs, interesting. Yeah, you never felt that. Um, I don't think so. Not in the so way you guys are describing. So it feels like it's good. Like I feel like I'm. You know, like when you get that feeling, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm doing something good for my yeah. blood, my, my veins. <laughs> and I also think like once you like work out a lot, like it doesn't come up as much. But like when you don't work out for a long period of time and then right. you do, that's when it happens, which is my perpetual state. Right. I so. guess that makes sense because I haven't been feeling it much lately. Yeah. I don't know if I've, it's been a, I can't, I don't even know the longest break I've ever had where I wasn't doing something mm-hmm. that would have required. Like I bike, I, I haven't been biking that much, but I used to bike a lot. Um yeah, I would just like, I used to switch between a lot of different exercises. Because <laughs> um, I was like the always way, the, I only really ever liked, or I I guess I've always walked a lot. I don't know if that covers the same yeah. bases. I've You actually burn the same number of calories yeah. walking and running a, a certain distance. Yeah, I walk. Different cardio, obviously, but. Sure. I walk a crazy amount. And I always have. I love walking. Yeah. Walking is one of my favorite things. I mean, I was so (laughs) happy to find when I moved here how much more I was walking. More than in Boston? Oh, way more. Well, first of all, I drove You had a car, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I miss that car. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah, once you have to walk everywhere or take the train everywhere, especially here where 
I'm just used to walking a half mile somewhere. Whereas in Boston, if I had to walk a half mile, I would have like put up a huge fit. <laughs> huge yeah. fit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Like there are times when I'm like, it's like 20, something is 25 blocks away. I'm like, it's going to be so much more work to go on the train, wait for the train, take the train two stops and I could just walk there. But even if you do yeah. take the train, those two stops, you're walking to the station, yeah. walking up and down the stairs, walking away. Yeah. It's just I hit ten thousand steps every day. My yeah, I have my I have a smartwatch that uh, keeps track of all that stuff, and every day it's like, oh, you did your uh, ten flights of stairs or whatever it is, and I'm like, yeah, just getting in and out of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah, because I think it wants you to do like ten flights a day or something like that, and I'm like, yeah, that's I mean, it's four up, four down in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you ever? Do you guys ever feel like you do exercise where you're like? Oh, that was so hard. And I'm glad I did that because I used to feel like I hated that where like I hated this idea of like pushing yourself really hard physically and like feeling accomplished after that. But like one of the first runs I did this season was like I went out and it immediately started snowing and I didn't know it was going to snow. And I was like, well, here I am. (laughs) Like I had I had like been in bed all day until like three o'clock. And I was like, I'm just going to (laughs) go out. Literally, I went out just to get endorphins. I was like, I just think that this will help my mood. And I went out and immediately started snowing. I was like, well, okay. And I just like started going. And around two and a half miles, I did get a side stitch. And like, it was so painful. It was like debilitating. And, but I had set this like goal in my head after I had started of like, I'm going to do three miles and it's going to be good, a good pace. Like I'm going to give myself a good pace. I'm going to feel good about this after. Like at least I'm going to give myself this today. And so when I hit that, I was like, fuck, like, no, I don't know. I'm not going to like, I was so mad because it was like making me walk that it was like killing this like one thing I wanted to give myself that day. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I just started sprinting. I was like, I'm going to like trick, not trick because it's, it, it is the truth, but I'm like going to trick my app into thinking that like I averaged out a certain amount because I'm definitely going to, even though I just walked for the past minute, I'm going to like sprint to the next mile. <laughs> I'm going to like come out ahead. And like, it was so painful. I was like holding my side, <laughs> running down the sidewalk yeah. like a crazy person. And then after like 30 seconds, it went away somehow. Like, I don't, I don't think running through stitches is ever the prescribed treatment, but it, somehow it went away. And then I felt amazing. And then I kept going until like five miles. And afterwards I was like, that felt so good. Like, I don't know. I just used to be a person who was like, I don't give a shit about, like, finding a sense of accomplishment from things like that. But it, I don't know. Yeah, mine's probably anytime I've ran through a ra- like a heavy rainstorm I didn't expect. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it started raining. I quit. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But there was like... Oh, this summer, I feel like I ran through like a hurricane or something really stupid. <laughs> like, I don't uh, want to do a tough mutter, for example. Like, I don't want to put no. myself through unnecessary hardship. <laughs> I believe my hurricane run or thunderstorm <laughs> run, I like, it wasn't raining when I left my apartment. And then I got like halfway through and I was like, hmm, and this, the weather seems like it might, I, I think I thought I could beat the rain. Like, I think sure. I thought it was not going to start until I was done. It's probably a similar situation where, like, I hadn't left my apartment till three. <laughs> I was like, I gotta do this run yeah. so I have done something today. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember getting like halfway around the park, which, as mentioned earlier, is it's actually I think it's a little over three miles yeah, like, it, all it, the way it around. It's like three point six actually. So I get 3.3. I'm on the other side of the park. I'm pretty far. Like, if I want to just come home, I still have like a good distance to go. But it yeah. just it does that thing where it just instantly begins oh, pouring. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's not even a slow buildup. And oh, there are people in the park and they're all running like home or whatever. 
And I'm like, oh crap. (laughs) And I remember getting, I remember when I did finally, or not even, not even when I got home, but like within minutes, I'm, every inch of me is dripping wet. Like I'm completely, completely soaked. I have a waterproof phone. So that, uh, that I was going to ask like, what happened to your phone? I have a, it's a waterproof. Yeah. So it's okay. I think mine's water resistant. Like the iPhones these days are water resistant, right? Uh, mine can be submerged in water and be fine. So Special. it's pretty good. I dropped mine in snow multiple times this week and it's it survived. I think, I think the newest iPhones are waterproof. I think they, they are. I don't. I, I have know. like a seven or an eight and I think it's resistant. I have I a think, 10 and I don't know. I think the 10 might be waterproof. Cause I remember, well, uh, off topic, but uh, a couple of the a couple of generations ago, Samsung made theirs all waterproof, which is what mine is. And then the Google phone and iPhone still weren't. And it was like weird that there were phones that weren't. Mm-hmm. And then I think the newest iPhones, like Apple caught up with that. And I think Google did too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, off topic. Phones all weren't waterproof, but mine has been. I took it on a water slide a couple years ago. Check out that video on my YouTube channel. <laughs> so how did you feel when you got home from the hurricane? Oh, um, <laughs> I bet, I bet, I'm trying to wonder if it, it probably was just a thunderstorm or something, but it was crazy out. Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, I knew I needed to do it and it felt good, but right. it was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I got to get in the shower and <laughs> be sure. clean now. <laughs> sure. But, um, so after the spin class I did and the fact that I stayed on the bike, I was like, I was proud of myself, but I right. didn't feel accomplished. I felt like. Well, that's like, my problem with spinning. Yeah. You don't feel accomplished. You just yeah. want to kill yourself. Um, and then <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> not, not literally, but I couldn't yeah. because I was too dazed. Yeah. I also yeah. did a bar class um, and I was also proud of myself that I didn't leave because I desperately wanted to. Um, what is that? A pure bar class. We talked about this on the podcast. Oh, did we? Yeah, it's like it's bar like is ballet inspired. It's like ballet inspired, but it's like it's like very small muscle movements. Weird. And you like hold them for a little bit, and then you like move. It's supposed to be like very small, but then your body hurts. What? Like, then, but it like works different. I don't know. It's yeah. like different muscles, but yeah. It also, I am like in such poor shape, like physically, like that. Like it's just like. I have like such a, a ways to go sure. that mostly I just feel like I'm in pain <laughs> whenever I finish anything. Did you play any sports in high school or anything? No. So what's your favorite way to like exercise or move? Walking. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's all I do. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you like doing? You can say no. Um, I mean, yes, just walking. I would, if someone was like, let's play a game, like a sport, I'd be like, sure. okay, sure. Sure. I'd be bad at it, but I would do it. Well, yeah. And I'm not asking you to see like yeah. if you're good at it. Yeah. I mean, like, like, what do you, like, even if you did it as a kid and you're like, well, I wasn't good enough to do it as a high schooler, but I liked doing it as a kid. I'm just curious. Um, no, I've always been deeply unathletic. Fun story about me when I played soccer as a kid, because most kids play soccer as kids. <laughs> I, my mom I asked too. me once after a game. Emily, why were you jumping over the white lines? And I said, it's because that's where the sharks lived. Because mm-hmm. I was yeah. making up my yeah. own game. Because yeah. I yeah. totally had no interest. Yeah. 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 So I've always been deeply unathletic. Yeah, sure. So walking. I actually thought about last summer, and maybe I'll do it this summer, like taking tennis classes. Because I think I'd like that. Okay. Yeah, you just try, like, get on Groupon or something. Yeah. And, like, find a thing that you can do for super cheap and be like, yeah. did I like this? I yeah. did like this. <laughs> 
for a long time I was convinced that like the only exercise I enjoyed was like dance or like a yoga class or something mm-hmm. or walking. Um, but here I am. You You're doing are. a great I job. I like I like walking, yoga, and running myself. They're all pretty chill. I did play a lot of sports growing up. Like I I did soccer, I did softball, basketball. But then when I got to middle school and high school, I did not have that competitive urge. And so I would just get, I would either get sick of uh, the, I just remember when I moved to, I moved a lot growing up and I moved to a town where I was like, I just don't like the people who do soccer. So I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Or like the girls on the soft or like the coach on the softball team, like yelled at me. So I'm not going to do this anymore. Or like the I quit track my senior year because I just like it just like wasn't fun. Like I didn't like the I didn't hang out with any of the people who were like the senior people on that team. And then the coach was like mean and like I got a job and a boyfriend instead. <laughs> oh, and I did I, the play. I did the play. I had a pretty similar experience. Uh, I'd never had a boyfriend, but I um, <laughs> I did. I played soccer from like third or fourth grade through like my junior year of high school or senior year of high school even. And then I, but I think I quit in my senior year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I didn't even start. Yeah. Maybe I, I think I did soccer through my junior year. And then I really, I always liked playing soccer when I was a kid. I loved and it as then, a kid. Like loved and it. And then I did, I was like, this is, it got too competitive and, right. and not fun anymore. And I was, and people, I don't know, people, it's like so stupid. Cause like were people being competitive because they thought they were going to get like a scholarship to college guess what? None of them did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it became lame. And then I quit that to do cross country running. Um, Cause I already ran so much in soccer that like I could just cut over to <laughs> doing cross country. Yeah. And then I ran for that. And I also, I used to do, I, for most of high school, I ran track like in the spring. Um, and I liked that. Cause that was like our team, our, our track and field like team was re- I feel like really casual. Right. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> so, I also just got yeah. tired of the stress because we were a pretty good team and it's just so much stress. Yeah. Like, you know, I got, I got pretty good at hurdles to the point where I was doing, you know, I had a long season and I just like, yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. I did. I did. I, I just like, I remember at the end of that last sentence, like I did speech and debate and like I sent assistant directed the play, which at that school, you could really only do one thing after school. Like, you couldn't do track and the play. Yeah. For example. Mm-hmm. What was the play? What was that play? It was Tea House of the August Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really good time doing that. I wanted, yeah. Um, and speech and debate had, like, basically the speech side of it. I did debate in junior year, but the speech side of it that I did senior year is basically acting. Because, like, a whole side of speech and forensics is, like, in, they call it interpretation, which is basically acting. So I did thematic interpretation. It was very fun. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Lauren. Are we done? We're getting near yeah. the end. Oh. I was going to ask if you had anything else you wanted to make sure you got out. or if Oh, you I don't know. I don't are feeling so. satisfied. I feel satisfied. <laughs> I feel like I really dug into this thing that's been on my mind. Yeah. I feel like you just ran seven miles. <laughs> I and fully. You something? I fully well, I did. Yes. I did just run seven miles. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about like just recording this How long, how long would seven miles take you about? I'll tell you. Let's find this out. Emily's got to pull up her correction anyways, which I'm prompting her to do now. 
today okay. it was um one hour and 11 minutes Ooh, well so this is about this podcast is about that amount of time cool <laughs> a little longer um i have a this definitely was um i mean I, there's a lot of things like i just said that i'm enjoying about running but this was more enjoyable than running seven miles well. <laughs> oh, yay. great yeah <laughs> i definitely is. as much as i am starting to like running i like talking way more well <laughs> Me too, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Topic complete. Topic Thank you done. very much. Yeah, Thank you so much. Thank that was fun. I forgot what Thanks. to call this later. <laughs> training. I, I we'll like see. the one you said that was like training poorly for a half, half marathon. marathon by mistake, poorly. Right. And yeah. And I, I, what did it? Here, I have it written down. Training for a half marathon badly and out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. We might, we might just call it that. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So for Carly's corner, Carly's corrections corner, we have a couple things. Wait, Carly, your niece? Yeah, she gives our first ever correction. <laughs> oh, so the correction corner is Carly's correction it's just corner. Just named after her. Yeah. Oh, so now I I feel like it's more it's more apt now that you talked about her earlier. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um. Full circle for me at least. So not this, for regular listeners. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go. No, it's okay. It's okay. Completely fine. Um. It's really it's completely fine. I so this is from Katie Abate. Um, who is our number one corrector. Um, and she, this isn't so much a correction as an opinion she's stating. We were talking about Harry Potter, the chapter one. And she said, I feel like my take is a hot take, but I love chapter one of HP. I know that even JK wrote in the transcript of the history of magic exhibit at the historical, historical society that many people have mentioned that chapter one is boring, but I totally disagree. The first line is so iconic. It sets up the disparity between the non-magical world and the magical world immediately. And it's the reader's first look at the magical world through some of the most powerfully magical people. Maybe I'm just nostalgic. Emoji heart, emoji lightning bolt, emoji sunglasses. Wait, so this is a correction or a letter to the editor? It was both. We call them all corrections, but it's more of just a letter to the editor. It's just letting us know that she likes the first chapter of Harry Potter. Because I don't. It's... Yeah. And Matt's attempting to first read the first book. chapter is the one where Hagrid comes and gets him, right? Yes. That's a good no, one. No, he doesn't come in the first chapter. Oh. He doesn't come until like the third or fourth chapter. Wait, so what happens in the first chapter? I would first know this because I'm currently reading Harry Potter. <laughs> the first chapter is, um, it's, you it's start just like out the with the Dursleys. And it's, I do, I love the first line. It's um, Vernon, Petunia and Vernon Dursley of number four Privet Drive are happy to say they're perfectly normal thank you very much yeah i love that i love um, i loved all of harry potter but the first time i read it i found it boring Ugh. but i love every single word that jk rowling has ever wrote in fact i have a tattoo right here oh wow you, um, you've got a tattoo yeah um of harry potter yeah um and she also says in an, an another email that um unrelated but m's carrot cakes are so good because i think we discussed my carrot make cake cookies that cakes. i make and they are very good. I just want everyone to know that they are. I just made eyes good. at Emily. They're so good. Maybe I'll make them for you at one time. But uh, they're yeah. so good. You keep I talking like... about them. You've never made them for me. <laughs> and carrot cakes. Are, carrot cake is my favorite cake. That's why we were discussing it. We oh, were you're saying mess. carrot cake. Carrot cake cookies. Carrot cake cookies. I, I heard care cake. Like, mm. I care about you. And so I made you a cake. <laughs> cookies. <laughs> you should call I, them care cookies. I do make cookies for people I care about, except for Matt. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a carrot cake cookie. Um, they're very good. I don't use raisins, which you could because I don't like raisins. But um, do you use cream cheese frosting? Yes. Oh my god! How do I get my hands on one of these? I'll see what I can do. I also, if I'm like spending time making them, I will like, um, like 
color the frosting and like do a white background, but then do like a, like a little, little carrot on the top. Amazing. Wow. So artistic. <laughs> Matt, for your birthday, I'll, get, I'll make you some cookies. You know, I used to have a carrot cake every, like every year on my birthday. <laughs> like that's well, my parents would like, or would go out and buy me one of those like store made ones, but that would be the, the kind I'd want. That was always what my brother got too. Wow. Yeah. I like it. And cream cheese frosting is like oh, the best. So good. It is the only type of frosting I truly like. Yeah. My I mean, mom makes it best. from scratch for all of our birthday cakes. She puts it on like chocolate cake too. So good. Yeah. My mom used to make us like a chocolate cake, but then once it became clear, I loved these store-bought carrot cakes. That's just what it became. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Carrot cake, carrot cake seems hard to, the whole thing, like to make a carrot cake seems difficult. There's so many ingredients. I've made. You have to shred the carrot. I guess yeah. I have made, I've made carrot cake, but I put it into cupcakes. Um, but I still don't use raisins because I don't use raisins because I don't like them. Um, but reason. I, I did buy shredded carrots to start with because I wasn't going to do the shredding of the carrots for it. Mm. Wow. Which seems stage. like you're cheating, but. But like <laughs> home shredded carrots are totally different from store-bought shredded. Store-bought shredded, they're like these like little strands. Whereas mm-hmm. like if you shred at home, it's like very thin shredded. I, I hear that, but it takes so much time. <laughs> No, I know it does. I yeah. just can't. I just, I feel like it would come out different. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I don't do carrot cake mm-hmm. making, but I make homemade uh, zucchini bread where mm-hmm. you shred the Ooh. zucchini. Yeah. That's fun. That's a lot easier to shred because mm-hmm. they're super soft. And you're just like, boop, boop, mm-hmm. done. Boop, boop. <laughs> you heard it here first? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren. Uh-huh. Thank you for coming on oh, our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank this you so, so much. Fun. Um, you're a great guest. Oh. Uh, congratulations on your first podcast. Thank you so much. You can take this off your to-do list. Yeah. Start off your bucket list. Um, <laughs> I like want to comment on the term bucket list. I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I will not because you're oh. trying to end the podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's not get on to this. <laughs> I've been Matt Armando. I continue to be Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.